0: Evening, everyone. Wednesday, the nineteenth of July. Times ticking along. Show episode ninety three. What a year ninety three was for the bombers. Most importantly, but ninety three some superstars in amongst that match Uh, lot. And nineteen ninety three. Righto, here he is, the great man. Ninety still stuck in ninety three, I reckon. (laughs) Wasn't a
1: bad time. Wasn't a bad time. Bombers up and about.
0: You would have been around, what, 20, 28 by then? <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Because what do you matter? Did that five. 23, matter was. 93. Oh, yeah.
0: There we go. Uh, and the Lovinator. Let's bring him up. Alan Love. Hello, mate.
2: G'day, gents. Who are we? Your what
0: name Alan, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Dickheads.
2: Dickheads. This what will be good.
0: Week. Not just in football, but an interesting week to kill. How to, how to kill a state's vibe in one, one foul swoop, one foul oh. press conference. Um,
2: and what, yeah, what's, even uh, funnier, what's even funnier, what's even funnier, some of the Muppets are trying to defend the whole thing. It's just hilarious. Anyway, not, I'm not into that tonight. We're into, bit, we're, into, we're into what you're about to talk about, I think, uh, as a bit of heartbreaking happiness.
0: It is so. We've titled this uh, episode "Heartbreak to Heroes." In this case, but well, heroes. heroes obviously bring happiness, not heartbreak. Um, cuz, cuz is uh, which camp are you in, cuz? Heroes or? Uh, I've got a couple of heartbreakers early, mate. Yep, you broke a couple. Marks, was a
2: heartbreaker so. from way back yeah, back, in, back in 1959 when he was
1: coercing those U 12 girls, or what is it, Form 6 back then? Coercing. Well,
2: I like to use the word coercing. Yeah, well, I wouldn't um, under that context.
1: No, I'm pretty sure I didn't leave too many broken hearts in my um, in my rearview mirror, boys, I don't think. Um, Unlike your good selves, back when yeah. you both had hair back in the day.
0: Yeah. Some of those it times Will go unspoken and left 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 to, <laughs> left to go back channel through history, mate. But fair to say, best uh, left unsaid. Leaving school at 92, 93 was a quite a good year, mate. Um, it was a good fun time. Uh, I'd love to go back there sometime. Some thirty plus ago uh, seems like it roars along quickly. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, shout out to an old school mate, Davey Cosma, uh, who sadly his mum passed away a week or so ago. So. Shout out to the family. Uh, Cosie, we're thinking of you, mate. Um, I know we'll talk a little bit of Bombers today uh, to hopefully relive a few good memories of 93. Um, for you and boys, no doubt, 93 holds a very positive um, place in your heart in football for sure. Uh, it was a special time for the Bombers, that's for sure. Kick us off, Lovey yeah. or Cos. Oh, just because, look... I think they had a fantastic
1: year, but, like, with, with the week, with Wanganen winning the Brownlow and then winning the flag, and they probably weren't ever expected to win it until the day, and then they sort of, we do know what happened. And it was just, like, um just the events leading up to it, like, as a, as an essence of poor, like, obviously lucky enough to see them win 84-85, but up until then, and then 93, there'd been a bit of a, a space in between. We'd, Collingwood played off... We played off with Collingwood 1990, and they'd as we all know, they they tore us a pretty good new one and won pretty easily. And sort of having to deal with that it was hard enough in itself. It's hard enough to lose to Collingwood any time, but in the grand finals, pretty tough. And then to come out in '93 and win the way we did against Carlton with a team that
0: was very young, like, um, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Right, I love you. Remind me of some of these baby bombers, mate. 1993. How old are we talking, some of these boys? Baby Bombers obviously gives you the term that they were, these boys were quite young. Don't look as young in the photo, some of these boys, but give me a couple of young yep. young baby Bombers that were around then.
2: So it's, it's, it's really interesting, um, this particular year at Essendon. Uh, so many of them are only like six months or a year older than me. Um, I was 17 at the time this grand final was played. Dustin Fletcher was 18. I think Joe Mercedes just turned 19. I think Mark McCurry was only 19. Ricky O was 20 years of old. Calthorpe was uh, 18, 19 years old that year. Um, you look at you look at you look at some of the, the some of these guys in this photo. James Hurd, 22, I think he was by then, but he was still considered a baby bomber. Um, and you don't really see a blend of this sort of premiership team anymore. You you kind of most of your premiership teams have got a lot of early twenty to twenty to early 20s to probably late 20s. Mm. This team, I think the oldest was probably almost um, Peter Somerville or something like that. I can't remember what would have been Bomber Thompson probably. He was only 31, I think, at the time. So um, it's a real, yeah, it's a really young, um, really young team. And I don't think there's been one replicated like that since. And I don't think one will be just because of the way the system goes now. Um yeah, it was it's quite interesting. I, I, I distinctly remember watching the grand final. I'll go to a different story. I'll go to my um, heartbreak to heroes as part of this later on. But um, you now I, I remember watching the grand final. I thought, shit, these guys are only six months to a year older than me. I reckon you know it's my second year of under 18s The following year, if I knuckled down, I might be able to uh, have a crack at this. But yeah, no, too fat in the arse and didn't really want to run that much. So, bad luck. but like, but. Um, I actually remember that '93 year. The one thing I remember about '93, Collingwood finished seventh and out of the finals that year, and yet were two games but better percentage than us on the ladder. It was such a tight season. We we finished on top of the ladder, I think, with 14 wins or 15 wins out of 20 games. I mean, it sounds like it's still a really good ratio. But um, mate, have we if we lost to Geelong by another? four goals, we would have ended up finishing third instead of first and would have played an elimination final against West Coast out at Waverley. And that year, North Melbourne got pants by West Coast in that elimination final. So we're we kind of – we are just kind of lucky the way a lot of that season went. And But, you know, I, I think um, – like I said, I don't think there's going to be another season repeated like it. Now, hmm.
0: yeah, Cuz Given it, you're close to the coach's age at the time, Kevin Sheedy. Tell us a little bit about how good that time was, mate.
1: Oh, mate, it was just fantastic. Like um, as Lovey said, obviously been a little a little bit older, but as Lovey said, good good at the top, I, I was it's playing footy late. as well. And, and when when you're watching when you're watching blokes play in the, the elite level competition, and you're playing okay footy yourself, you you, you tend to think, yeah, well, she's not i can still do this but you realize this is what it takes to get to that to that next level but yeah look they were, they were such a young side and as well we said we probably won't see its side get formed in that same way again they had a they had a good mix with a couple of older heads and when we say older heads like in harvey and thompson they weren't that old they were early 30s tops um but they just they everything they did came off and that last sort of six to seven weeks of the year. And, yeah, it was huge. It was great.
2: a, cuz, and I, I know we're going to jump on a whole t- bunch of topics in set as, but my favourite moment of that year, yes, the grand final was brilliant. My my favourite moment of that year was watching the number 32 come back out round seven versus St Gilda, <laughs> And just, he kicked, he kicked 20-odd goals that year, Timmy, after round seven or eight as a small forward. I mean, the guy, the guy could still play. I remember, I remember at some stage in the year ended up being on Wayne Carey at one moment for a quarter as yep. a centre half back, and I think that he almost really, he almost felt like saying, "No, I'm done." But um, oh, mate, seeing him go back out again that was just a, that was just amazing. He was my duffel coat. He was my absolutely. That's how I want to play footy. That was so good. That was so good seeing him come back out of retirement at that point.
1: And the thing that the, the things. The thing about Tim Watson, a lot of people don't realise that when he retired at the end of that year, he was only thirty-one. Yeah, <clears throat> Like, he wasn't—he wasn't thirty-three, thirty-four, and whatever. Like he came back and, and and had an impact. I think he had a bigger impact in the prelim against Adelaide into the grand final, but he still had some moments in the grand final. But he he retired at age thirty-one, like which he probably could have played maybe another year, whatever. But yeah, that was that was amazing. What can him come find back?
2: me, find me a more consistent, better midfielder of the '80s than Timmy across the whole decade.
1: Oh, it's pretty good. And look, hand on heart, we're a bit biased, but he was, he was magical. Yep. And and, and I still I still I still believe '86, when he did his man, they both got injured, and that's part of footy injuries. But we would have been pretty close to going and winning another one if they'd have all stayed yep. on the park.
0: Nothing like living in the past, cuz. What happened? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, to, I do a fair bit of it now. Yeah, going back to the 80s. We're in the 90s <laughs> now, mate. We're up to show 93. So the 80s have well and truly yeah. pushed us by. But um, look, do you think the baby bombers achieved everything they could have achieved? Or were they one of those ones that overachieved early and then fell off? What's your thoughts, boys? And, um, we always um, talk about the baby bombers as a great side, but. Yeah, there's been obviously teams in the future that won triples um, and three premierships within a few years. So it, it's, it's, awesome.
2: it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I go on with Kevin Sheedy. I think Kim Sheedy outlined that whole decade from 93 to 03 one time. And he said 93, they won it too early. Um, they were priming themselves for probably the second half of the 90s, I think. Um, and he's on record saying 96 got away from us um, between injuries and just plugger. He said, you know, it's just unfortunate. We copped a shit tonne of injuries in the two, two finals we had up in Brisbane and up in Sydney. Um well, was two finals
1: by a point. <laughs>
2: um, then he said 99 was absolutely the gut-wrencher. Um, 01, he thought – and then oh one, he said, yeah, look, Brisbane – Brisbane were on a tear that year. Um, they were coming hard, and just on the day, they didn't. Essendon didn't manage the grand final that well. Brisbane were a better team. He still thinks that two thousand and two was the one that also got away from Essendon a bit. We finished fifth. Um, he felt like he probably didn't manage the change in the roster that well, or in their um, team list because of the salary cap issues they had at the end of 01. So um, he, it sounds like he. Feels like they've put they've probably left two or three on the on, on, on the table still. Um, yep. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't. As a supporter of Barrack, I don't subscribe to that. You're either good enough or you're not. And yep. um, ninety nine and ninety six were absolutely gut wrenching, but it, the shit happens. It's just how it works.
0: Yeah, look like anything. It just makes those de- dynasties of the teams that have been able to do two and three. Uh, when you look back in later years and see how unbelievable they really are, when when you see a side that uh, wins one and then doesn't seem to win the next ones, it's so much harder. Try being, try being
2: a Collingwood supporter since 1958. I mean, I, we, we laugh every time they've finished runners-up since that year.
0: Yeah. I, think it's, I think
2: it's something like 19 runner-ups or something, or 20 times of stuffed up a grand final. It's funny, yeah. but,
0: yeah. Yeah. you know. The question is, is there a Collingwood supporter out there right now that doesn't think... Uh, they got the trophy already, so they're a pretty cocky bunch at the moment. Uh, the poll, I honestly
2: uh, hope they keep going with it, and then Port Adelaide actually win it. I, That'd I, be funny. I
1: I just think, and as much as there's nothing wrong with good form, and they've they've been consistent with their form. Let's be honest, but I tend to like the theory that you need to lose one before the finals. And and, and I mean that – or maybe not that to lose one, but the way they've been – like this comes from behind or coming out of winning out of impossible scenarios, it's going to – the ledger's going to fall against them eventually, I I think.
2: Don't muck around with your form. You go out and you win every week. If it means you win 16 on the trot and you get to a grand final, then you're good enough to win it. If you're going to start thinking, oh, it was okay to win that – okay to lose that, then – the mentality, the, the mentality across the team would change, and I've been, I've been there and done that twice before with teams where um, we, we went on a run and then straight sets, absolute straight sets, and it, it was just terrible. And it, it, we lost, we lost the game, last home and away game before a final series, and blokes were down. We just couldn't get up, and you've seen it at all levels. So I, I don't subscribe to that. I get it, I understand the theory, but. I think as a as a, if your sports mad and you want to win, then you just go out and win. Yeah. Oh I, I, I agree with
1: that, but I don't think in the AFL now we'll see teams winning 15, 16 games in a row anymore.
0: Dallas so did last year. Yeah. You don't have to look back too far, cuz. Um, yeah, but... and who knows, the pies might uh, might get through unscathed. Who knows? Or untouched. Uh, I no, think they'll drop one so. at least. Um not off the Mighty Bombers,
2: smash them in round 24, and we end up getting the top four spot off you, you pricks. Yeah, That'll be absolutely. fantastic.
0: <laughs> All right, I, I want to cover off this conversation before we start moving into the heroes um, of our day. I just want to throw up a timely topic, the big wild card. I know it's a big Americanism, um, but very interested in your in your thoughts, boys. It, by, the, by your reaction, it's a snore fest, and you don't want it to happen. Just give me a quick... You know
2: We've got bigger pro- – oh, go, cars, Go,
1: cars! I've got to calm down. Look, I, I understand the idea of doing the concept and to make it all this big thing, but you're basically rewarding a side that's going to get a chance to play finals. when I mean, for whatever reason, they weren't good enough to play finals in the first place. Yep. So, so that, that that's probably my biggest issue with it. Yeah, and, and secondly, and I know this is a bigger sort of topic, change a little bit, but our draw is not – Fair. So until we find a way where everybody plays everybody twice or whatever, stop mucking around with the draw. Just leave it alone. Yep.
0: No, Have yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: it's never going to happen.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm, with yeah. cars. Yeah, I'm with cars on the whole. This wildcard things are heap of shit. If you, if you, if you're seventh and you miss out by 0.5 percent or one percent from the sixth spot, you. You're on a hiding and nothing having to play a te- against a team in 10th spot. Yes, you might get the home, you might get be playing at home that week. That 10th spot, free hit. I'm going hard. Why not? <laughs> yes, right. And 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 seventh spot may have finished four games ahead of 10th spot, had a really good year in comparison. So, mm-hmm. no, you can can that idea. And the it's porn about the draw, I think they've got no choice, mate. They've got to start mucking around with it somehow, but yeah. to get it to get it more even. I mean, how we haven't gone into divisions based upon ladders from the previous year by now, I don't know. I mean, you can't do it by demographic. You can't do it by geography. I get that. But um, the only way you'll get to play multiple teams on a reasonable basis twice is if you have your own division based upon the previous year or something to that effect. Um, I heard this really stupid concept this afternoon that – with six rounds to go, the top six all play each other, but they can't drop out of the top six. The middle six all play each other for the last two spots in the eighth, the seventh and eighth. And then the bottom six just play amongst themselves (laughs) and therefore – and they just muck around, have fun with that. Like, hang on. If I'm in seventh spot, but I'm only a game outside fourth spot after round 18, do I reckon I'm going to have a fair crack at fourth spot? You bet. Because guess what? That's happening right now. Essendon went from fourth. Essendon went from fifth to eighth on the weekend. Adelaide have gone from fifth to twelfth in two weeks. But they could easily in two weeks' time be back up around fifth spot if they win their next two games. It is absolutely ridiculous. These guys, these muppets at the AFL uh, are, are symptomatic of a bunch of corporates that are in an industry they've got no idea about and just try and change shit for the sake of changing it. It's not the only industry. And I tell you what, these guys get paid way too much money for the crap that they dish out. And this is exactly what this is. And I'm glad the Scott brothers came out tonight and absolutely crashed it back to the earth. It
1: was That's, fantastic. They, both, they both got it down, didn't they? Like today and yesterday, so they both went bang, pop this. No thanks. Yeah.
2: Stupid. You know what? Fix fixed it. I agree. Get it, yeah. get it more fairer. But there are different ways of going about it. If you actually listen to the ideas coming from, your supporters in public, and they never listen to the supporters in public. That's their biggest issue,
1: and that's a big it's the, and the other biggest issue with the fixture as well. And look, Essendon played poorly on the weekend and deserved to the loss they had. But Geelong Stadium's not even half full
2: at the moment. Why the hell are we no, playing games no, at a 22,000 no, thousand? 000- I'm, I'm with Max Gorn from Friday. Geelong did have every right to play that game at GMHBA, whether it's half full or not. They've lost money on it, mate. That's
1: that's their well, call. If that's the case, then play it there. Pl- they should be playing every second week. and d- don't pick and choose. You can't pick and choose. What do you mean? So, well, if they're away, if they play Adelaide one week, the next time's a home game. It's a GMHBA. HBA. You're
2: not making sense.
1: That's, that's the no, way it works. Work. So, so from so a what Geelong happened, perspective, every second moved,
0: week they moved all the games at the start of the year because away from yeah. the GMHBA because there was issues getting it finished then it's not going to be finished anyway. So schedule them yeah. there. You can't move them again. They've lost money, mate. Let them play. Hmm. Uh, you're right. It's not finished, so they miss out. They can sue the contractors, whatever they got to do, if there's penalties. But they've got to play there. I mean, that advantage for them is is probably the biggest advantage in the league still. Well, it's the biggest advantage in the
1: league, in, in all honesty. And look, they're good enough. Don't get me wrong. They're good enough. But that advantage will get them in the top four by the end of the year. So
0: it yeah, and so yeah. it should, I reckon. Um, yeah. But anyway, we move on. We move on. Um, Twenty minutes till the test number four of the Ashes. Um, Given you a cricket connoisseur, uh, Lovey, just give us a very super quick preview, mate, on your thoughts uh, and who's going to win this one. Result, well, and, result and days, mate.
2: Essendon. Uh, Essendon. Fuck. Um, <laughs> Lesson and probably can play cricket. I don't know. Um, Australia are jumping at shadows a little bit, I think, at the selection table. I'm sur- I'm, it's not surprising they dropped Murphy, given they only bowled him for an over in the second innings. So, okay, you're going to go all out pace. Um, I would have dropped Warner. I think enough's enough. And I think yeah. you have Harris in the top of the order with Kawaja. I think you've got to get the next generation through as quick as you can, as best you can. Why not in the heat? You're 2-1 up. Um, and I, I, I honestly think he's had his run. He can't obviously play. He can't play the cutter and he can't play a swing ball. So what the hell are you doing playing Test cricket in England? Um, I think they've got the selection right, having as many all-rounders in the, in, in the team as they possibly can. Kerry's batting at eight. I love it. I think that's great. But I just, I'm, I'm really worried if Warner can't get away early, we lose that batting depth advantage because we're one to two down early doors. I, I think weather plays plays a part again in this, but the way baseball goes, five days is nothing. I see, it, unfortunately, I see it being a bit of a, a, a being too all. I really do. Uh, I think it's, it sets up the fifth test to be an absolute cracker, but I just think we've jumped at shadows of touch with our selection of Warner in the side. I think keeping in there is not.
1: The right way to go. I I, I agree because I, I think Cummings is a good captain, and I know he's not the only person making selections, but I think he's too nice a bloke. I think with the Warner thing, I'm not a hand on heart, I'm not a fan of Warner, how he conducts himself. That's by the by. But I think he has had his chances on this tour, and I think it's time to get rid of him now. And I think if we go to two-two. I reckon it could go the other way and end up being three-two, being and it could cost us the series.
2: I think. Um, look, I, I think what they're doing, they, they're batting Warner through the rest of the series, and yeah. then I don't see him playing an Australian Test match. He's done after that. I think new opening setup will happen against a couple of weaker nations across our summer coming up. I think maybe that's the way they're going with it. That's fine, um, but yeah, I, England, England have got a bit of momentum at the moment the week came off the week off came good for australia it was good time um but not playing a spinner as well is an interesting concept not sure about that one
0: yep um all right let's let's have a think about sport for a second boys um we talk heartbreak there's been a few heartbreak and and, uh heart stoppers in the last couple of weeks in the afl and that kind of sparked this discussion how quickly you can become go from a heartbreak to become a hero um Sometimes it's as good as the centre band's clearance, uh, kicking the goal in the dying seconds, um, and you can become heartbreak if you happen to miss that. So, boys, just give us a, a memory or so that, you, that sticks out in your mind. It can be from any era of any game uh, ever. Uh, obviously, more than likely with the Dons because it's given you such heartbreak, um, but it might be a heroic event as well. So, uh, Lovey, I'm going to get you kick us off with a, with a heartbreak first.
2: Um, oh, look, clearly, clearly the 99 prelim. Um, said, I'm not, I'm there too. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember getting ready. We're, we're having our annual ball at the workplace I was at at the time, so, uh, Sarah and I. And Sarah's telling me to hurry up, hurry up, we're going to get you. And I said, Yeah, all right. And I'm listening to the radio and all that. And, I was literally Triple M was, a, was it's his, it was his first year broadcasting footy, so it was Eddie McGuire, Gary Line. i oh, not Gary Line. I wanted two others, Sam Newman. And I could, ne- I, what I couldn't get over was the sheer delight of Carlton playing the football they did in that last quarter. The sheer delight coming from that commentary box. It was such an anti-essence sentiment that day, and I understand why because the underdog's an underdog, right? So, but when Justin Murphy got the ball. Uh, in the middle, uh, on, on the flank, after he had a kick to him, and he was just walking back to try to pretend to take a shot. All I can hear now is Eddie McGuire just repeatedly saying, Carlton are in the grand final. And I, I and I, I just I, I fell over in a heap. I've been in the fetal position for about three minutes in front of my stereo. And Sarah's gone, What the hell is going on? We're going in about 10 minutes. And I said, Go without me. I'm not going. That's it. This is shit. And she's gone. <laughs> All right, you this is this is out of control. Just get dressed, we're going. So in the end, I got up, we went. I've never known I, I knew two North Melbourne supporters at work. By the end of that night I knew another twelve. It was just insane. You amount of North Melbourne supporters had come up to us and said, Thanks for letting us win the grand final. Yeah. I mean that was how much that was how much of a favourite we were going into it. Um and I, I couldn't I just I couldn't believe it was actually happening while I was listening to it. It was like it was almost, this can't be true. This can't be true. You know, we were dollar we were ten favourites going into the prelim, and we got done. Um, yeah. So that's my absolute heartbreak from a
0: sporting perspective. Absolutely, listening to right. that crap—that was right. horrific. Hold on to that now, cause I'm going to come back to you because I'm going to get you to think of another one because you can't come up with the same one as Lovey. So um, Lovey's taken the taking the uh, first run then. Um, so for me, uh, obviously we flick all the way back to cousins 87s. Um, 87, what, what a year for a pre oh. grand final. Uh, to, yeah. devastate, to devastate a young kids, 12, 12 at the time, um, <laughs> absolutely, you know, firing my demons home. We were we were almost ready to jump on the old tech back in the day and get tickets to <laughs> the granny. And, uh, Lo and behold, Big Jimmy Steins runs over the mark, which he obviously never. Well, I think he, I think he, paid back in spades to be perfectly honest. Years later, um, but what a devastating moment at the time. And when we had uh, Rod Grinder on the show not that long ago, he spoke about the fact that he actually gave away the free kick, that then was was the the moment that then um, then the fifty got paid. So he uh, he got the got the uh, trouble taken away from him. And it all all eyes returned to Jimmy um, as he ran over the mark. But uh, Balls Grinter always says it was one, one of the biggest sprays that he's ever copped in a in a um, in a change room after the game. Uh, here listening to Jimmy Steins and, the, and an incredible uh, stare from from Swooper Naughty at the time to uh, to stare him down and say, "Mate, you ever do that again?" Uh, and he didn't even really know what he'd done to be perfectly Thank honest.
2: So as I'll give Cast another minute, probably needs yep. it. Uh, I um I just I, I remember the Arrow kick. Yep. It went through with distance yep. after the fifteen yep. meter penalty. Yep. Could Rodney Grinter, anyway, could mate. Jimmy could Jimmy almost be forgiven anyway? Because I mean Arrow had that momentum. It, it would I, I don't think I don't even think without the fifteen meter penalty he kicked it. The distance yep. anyway.
0: Well, it's interesting. He went back that confident and absolutely drilled it. So the question, yeah. it's one of those, um, uh, there's no doubt there was distance in the kick, but it's a bit of a mindset issue when you're out yeah. that far versus 15 metres closer. Um, can work against you too being 15 metres closer, as we know. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that sailed through, as they say, goalpost height um, and 10 rows back at Waverley. So devastating um, for our team and devastating for Robbie Flower not being oh. able to play in that grand final. Uh, the week later, but um who was my absolute um, boyhood idol, Robbie Flower? So, Cuz, we're going to move to you, mate. Tell me you've got something. I have, but just on that, mate. A little postscript to that: yep. having been there at
1: pre-season in '88, it was like the war in 40 Towers. <laughs> yeah. You just didn't mention it at all.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Like um, just dot, so not, not mention rules. it. All. Just, yeah. Yeah, just don't, don't, don't talk about the wall.
0: Yeah, um, there was only one, one bigger heartbreak for me at that time, which, which moved all the way to 1988, 11 years later, when we played Hawthorne. and got absolutely belted in the grand final. Um, so that became my next distant memory and to forget 88. But it didn't get much better <laughs> for a long time, cause there for, but yeah, back. I year, wouldn't then.
1: have, wouldn't have. Mate, the, the, obviously, I love mentioned about the Essendon one. There's a bomber that was shadowing. The little backstory to that was Mark McCurry, who had the shot for goal and missed. His brother had committed suicide during the week leading up to the the prelim, so he he wasn't going to play and unsure. But the the other one that I wrote, wrote down, obviously we talk about the Sydney Olympics for the amazing heroics of Kathy Kathy Freeman and those um, iconic images. Remember, um, remember Jane Saville. The walk, oh, yeah, yeah, and and to hear her speak days and months and even years afterwards what an amazing role model! Like, Mm -hmm. no business, like, to think how much goes into that preparing at that level and to have someone go, Yeah,
0: correct me if I'm wrong, boys, but was she about to enter the stadium? Was it that? Yeah, she could
1: yeah, right. hear, so, so people in the stadium could see where she yeah. was. So yeah. we talk about like you going to go to attack because you thought the demons was going to get up in eighty-seven. Yeah. She's got to be thinking, I've got to walk four hundred and thirty meters, and I'm a gold medalist. <laughs> and then, yeah. and,
2: and, yeah. and I'm, I think
1: it. the Sydney the Sydney Morning Herald, one of the papers, was
2: about two hundred meters in front of her nearest rival too. Yeah, so she was. She had it. Yeah, she was
0: home, yeah. Eh? Well, just, yeah that's because about, she ran. Yeah, talk about um, heartbreak. <laughs> <halfway laughs> she broke into a gallop, yeah. <laughs> and what could have been an Australian hero, but technically became an Australian hero another way by uh, by the way she handled that defeat, I guess, years later. Yeah. And, and still, um, it's not all uh, it's not all roses, cause as we know, mate. It's, um, it's a tough little journey out there, uh, heartbreak. In all in all forms, isn't it? Never a good sign, and never a good word. Oh. But there's been plenty of heartbreak along the time. Um, speaking of heartbreaks, uh, song of the year, 1993, Meatloafs. I would do anything. No. For you. No. <laughs> okay. And we talk about oh, heroes. No. Probably heroes to heartbreak more than anything. It's probably a reverse cycle for this one. Um, well,
1: one of my mates, Ed and Lovey, yep. he's on a good, very good mate of mine, on yeah. marriage number two now and very happy. Whatever, but his first wife, he, when they split up, he said, "You know what? I don't hate you, but if I, if you fucking ever play that song by Meatloaf ever again, <laughs> I tell you that's enough for me. That'd be enough to say we're done, we're over." She Met played life. it. She yeah. played it religiously. So that Meatloaf song.
2: Couple of the that
0: great song. songs of all time, mate. Yeah.
2: That that meatloaf song is why I'm thankful grunge really smashed globally. At the same time, thank <laughs> fuck for grunge. That's all I can say.
0: I'll tell you one thing: with the old meat, is he had a he had an unbelievable range, and what a performer back in the early days. Um, the
1: old meat. Is that what you're going with? Yeah.
0: Correct. It's like the cock. <laughs> old Joe Cocker. Um, <laughs> unbelievable cock. talent. The incredible the range. And only people remember it from the, from the end of their careers, pretty much like Elvis. Um, but some of the stuff he did early was just phenomenal. And when you think um, all the money that was spent on production for film clips and Paradise by the Dashboard, Lights, oh, one of the absolute greats. Um, Cuz, you would have um, slayed a few back in the day out on the yard in the Astro. <laughs> eh? But anyway, we move on. why I a few
1: back in the day. Hello to all our lady audience members out there too. By the way, I wasn't Blades referring you. to
0: any. I wasn't referring <laughs> to any ladies. In fact, I was referring to how many hot dogs you probably took on at the footy, because in many a footy game. So, um, yeah, let's move. Let's move on quickly. Um, heartbreaks. There's some heartbreaks for us for sure. Um, heroes. Give me your, give me your old hero as a kid, because you're allowed. I'll give you two. Um, we we'll go around P1 first and then we'll go around again. Oh. sporting or other doesn't matter. As, as funny as
1: it was, like obviously, Espen supported and loved the bombers growing up and being involved in Melbourne a fair bit. Robbie Flower was an, an icon to me because my mum loved the demons and just the way he went about it in a side that was, as you would know, you and Lovey both know, as. They struggled, and he was just a uh, just a beacon of light for that team. Just, a, and, and obviously, every time we had a junior footy clinic in the area, the Melbourne and the Melbourne players would come, and he would come, and he was just he was just a nice bloke too, and yep. just a, so he was a real hero for me growing up. Um, right, hold that. that.
0: Come back around, right? I love okay,
2: you. Yes. Okay, Give me a hero. Alan Border. Yeah, so Alan Border.
0: Yeah, AB. Me, tell me tell me why A B for you, mate.
2: Left-handed captain, he's angry. He epitomized the Australian spirit. And I just love watching him play cricket and just sticking it back to really good English and West Indian attacks in the day. He was the bloke that stood up for us all. Um, did some really shitty 4X ads, but you kind of forgive him for that with Tomo. Um, but growing up as a kid. Uh, it was just, it was AB or nothing, and it was do it his way or go the highway. And and yeah. you know, I loved, I just loved how he went about his
0: his sport and his cricket and life. Yeah, he had an incredible amount of confidence when he looked like he walked out there. No matter what position we were in, we'd been rolled over first early, um, and he came in and it just looked like he. And being a left hander, always chains it up early. Uh, so, yeah, great to see AB. Great memory. Yeah. AB. As a young kid, I had the, the Alan Border T-shirt, mate, and I guarantee that every time I played front yard, backyard cricket, I went to the World Series uh, Alan Border special.
2: I used to draw the texture moustache in backyard cricket, just <laughs> epitomising him. It was
0: fantastic. It's become a little bit more boony for you over the years, mate, but uh, Alan Border. I not you
2: idiot. Don't
1: How good were those shirts, my, my, my nan, God bless her, dad's mum, yep. she went and bought me one one day and... Obviously not. I wasn't there, and she goes, "I bought you one of those cricket t-shirts, Glenn." I thought, "Oh, man, fantastic." I'm thinking it's going to be Chapel or Lily. Now he did lead our country. So you got to give him credit for that. Who do you reckon was on the t-shirt, boys?
0: Who did you no, get?
1: Don't tell me. Yeah, don't
0: tell
1: me how to. Oh, I'll No, no, it was a Australian cricket team, or not team, but yep. player. Who captained our yeah. country. If you're going Western Australian. Kim Hughes. Kim Hughes. Yeah, nice. and I said, then I said, why'd you pick that one? She goes, Oh, he looks a bit like you, Glenn. I went, Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> really? That's where you're going with Nan."
2: Was your hair that curly, was it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it was. Get get it them up, Az. Get up the it, get.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, beautiful. Um Put him on. Yeah, on. Definitely one of my heroes, Cuz. Came from this era, mate. Um, 1993, oh, yes. you can't um, – you couldn't get more uh, – a bigger moment for me in 93, just leaving school or secondary school. Um, 93 was incredible. I absolutely adored basketball, as you do. Um, Magic Johnson and the Lakers were huge for me, but Michael Jordan was one of those players that um, – If you didn't like the Bulls or like Jordan, you thought he was arrogant and all those kind of things. But what an absolute icon of the game. What an absolute hero. And The 23 still lives on, obviously, today um, in many, many places. That's for sure. Um, Unbelievable. The Bulls era and still is.
1: You think of the word icon and you look at someone like Michael Jordan and you speak to Lovey's got teenage boys, I've got teenage boys. Who still speak about Jordan in that rarefied air of? There's, yep. he's there. He's just, he's just iconic, and and I'm welcome to say people or sports people are iconic, but he was iconic.
0: Yeah. All right, crossing back to Lovey. Um, have we got a? The, the test's about to start, mate. What's What's happening? Can you give us an update?
2: So breaking broadcasting we off- know rules? We're none for five of three overs. So half an yep. over gone. And uh, Warner's got all five runs off broad. So.
0: Quality. Cheeky little start. Who won? don't the, mind it. Who won the top? I think England did, actually. Put us in? Yep. Okay. Innocence. Give us a pitch report. What can you see on the screen there, mate? Looks nice and beige, actually. It
2: doesn't look too green. Um, Not green. Not a green top. looks all right. Doesn't look too bad. I. Th- I think there must be some juice or some shit in it because there's no way no they'd want to put up a benign picture if they're going to win it and there's weather around. So there's going to yep. be a bit. Yeah. yeah. Yep, kind of looks sure. like the Morabin. When you jump on later, there's a lot of dark, mud-look, dirt-looking packs. It kind of looks like Morabin from 1986.
0: So uh, <laughs> just not muddy.
2: Yeah.
0: all low plenty right now. Um, here we go. <laughs> all right, <cousin>, guys. <laughs> give me, uh, me yours. That, that last me one. one. They had, had a win on the
2: weekend,
1: lower plenty. Did you say that? No one cares,
2: yeah, yeah, mate. Absolutely.
0: Come on, second
1: hero. Yeah.
0: Keep
1: go. Give me another um, hero, mate. Similar to you, Lovie, Like as a bloke, as a young kid growing up, this guy was a tennis player and an absolute star. I thought he was a star. And he to me, he perceived to me everything that was Australian. Look, with his big moustache. John Newcomb, he's just a legend. And he just came across a really good bloke to
2: you are okay. 60. Beauty,
1: Newcombe. 53, but yep. thank, you for, thank you for asking. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> you are 60. Thank you.
0: I think you look a bit more like John Newcombe, actually, if you grew the, grew the mo. Cuz? Take
2: that one. <laughs> Just a Ranger version.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, surely you can see a bit of Johnny Newcombe here, mate. Surely. No. <laughs> there we Get them all up. Get them all Get them
1: all out of your system, mate. Kick them get off, them all mate. out Kick of your system.
0: Get them
1: off early. So, so. When we last did a show a couple of weeks ago, love, a friend of mine, Andrea, just came on the background and was watching it, and I spoke to her earlier tonight. And she said, Cos, where'd they get all those photos you with your hair? And I said, oh, God. God only knows. And I you know, here we go. Keep going. There's more.
0: There's bound to be more. But wait, There's more. <laughs> Absolutely, there's more. There's more where that came from. They say, "Cuz um, beautiful." There's plenty of those. So, um, definitely modern day heroes for me. Um, or not? Yeah, I'll, I'm going to go with the modern day hero for me. That's uh, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm staying in the basketball basketball phase. Kobe Bryant. Um, I think I was with you, cause maybe even the day after Kobe passed away. And, yeah, we
1: were, we were.
0: Um, I think you remember. Uh, I, I was a bit rattled. Uh, you were, yeah, you were. Kobe passed away. It was kind of hit me, hit me pretty, pretty hard actually. Um, I obviously, never knew Kobe or anything like that, but it's one of those absolute sports idols. You think, just talk about cut short in your prime, um, and not he was, was definitely at the end of his career, but you know he had so much to give. Uh, like every sports star that does and so much influence on other kids and stuff. But yeah, he was enormous at the time. And um, I got this, uh, I didn't get this done purposely, but it was a, it was a tribute picture that got done. Um, And it's just an incredible drawing that we had. We had uh, one of the boys on that drew that actually with pencil, believe it or not. I I thought
2: that was just a print.
0: So so it's actually a pencil, pencil drawing. So if you go back to one of our, uh, early podcasts uh, yep. you can check that out but um, yeah Kobe uh, incredible uh, I mean you look for me like Jordan and Ali Kobe he sits sits in that in that realm for me um, and I know uh, well love it. give us another one mate you must have one more one more for us
2: I'm probably going to indulge a little bit I'll be really quick however Julie um, Slater does a lot for me uh, has so over a lot of years and um, but Greg Norman, probably just for the way he upsets the establishment, uh, was number one for 300 plus weeks. Only Tiger Woods has been number one for longer. Um, gets beaten down, gets back up every, each and every time. Like he says in his, in his slogan, attack life. Um, I think that's, that's kind of the way you got to go. And that's why he's been so successful. He's had some stupid things like his wines and stuff. But overall, um, he's been awesome and even the way he's taken on the PGA of live golf yep he's got a lot of criticism and probably some of it warranted but um, to actually stir up the apple cart and for you know the modern golfers like Rory and that initially had a crack at him yet guess what now they're going to get more prize money and and uh, they're going to join up anyway so I think Greg Norman uh, is a visionary in his own sport his own field and I think that golf has always been better for it um, and my biggest hero was my old man. Um, and it's his, it's four years tomorrow. So, uh, getting the beer ready, and uh, I'm going to I'm sit back a little bit tomorrow and reflect a little and and uh, remember again why he uh, he's probably the most important man that's ever been in my life and will continue to be so. So, hey, there you nice go. Work. That's um, that's my one.
0: Nice oh, words. We'll, yeah. we'll be thinking of you tomorrow and yeah. Um yeah, no, yeah. think happy. Think
2: happy stuff. It's yeah. it's it's he'd be it's... very
0: proud of you, mate. He'd be very proud of you. Yeah,
2: great. Yeah, be. well, you know, he's only human. He was.
0: <laughs> Not too proud, <laughs> but very proud, yeah. yeah <laughs>
1: well, Gary's yeah. very proud, we won't go over the top with proudness, eh? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Well, yeah. That's uh they were obviously pretty much been mostly sporting um loves for us as, as we, we talk about sport a lot here. But give us um, give us one of your music heroes, Kaz, uh, kick us off, any era. Um. Oh, look, as a young
1: kid and obviously being a, not 15 years older but three or four years older than you blokes, I, I think Ross Wilson, from an Australian perspective, has managed to exist to the whole, all the years, like 70s, 80s, and Mondo Rock and that sort of stuff. He's still doing gigs now, well into his yeah. 70s. And if you speak to most people in the industry, they've got, like, they might not have liked his music, but they've got a healthy respect for him. So, I look, I, I like the way he's gone about. He's been a survivor, and as a, as a young kid, listening to Daddy Cool, and I still listen to him now, and everyone goes, what's that? But I like it, and he's been around a long time. And they say they say you've made the music when the Wiggles want to perform with you. And he got to perform with a wiggle, so he must have done all right. right.
0: Yep, absolutely true. Very true. love Lovey. Give me one of yours, mate.
2: Dave Grohl sticks out for me from a modern perspective. I think um, across all, you put a musical instrument in his hand, he's a master at it. You put some lyrics in front of him, he knows how to sing it. Uh, he's just, just a highly talented individual that cuts through to all different age groups and genres and... Has a really good heart of gold to boot. I don't think he's a pretty humble sort of fella by, by what you see on the outside. So, broadly for me, from a modern perspective, and the Beatles. Uh, for me, the Beatles are just they set up they set up music for the modern eras. Um, even to the point where people believe a song like "Helter Skelter" was probably the first heavy metal type of sound because of the of the different riffs and everything they put through that song um they've been credited pretty much with using helter skelter as another way of new music coming through and then the likes of the clash and all the rest of it have uh took advantage of that and really kicked it off and um they're 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 my heroes if i want to go spectrum of you know from the 60s i suppose through to now that that they'd be it for me
0: yeah yeah good good calls and uh Right, I'll second that one with another print. It seems like a here's one. Here's one I prepared earlier. <laughs> but, uh, the great Dave Grohl uh, there on stage as well. So, um, once again, a hand drawn, uh, believe it or not, pencil sketch from uh, the, uh, the guy we had on the show, Keegan Hall, who's based in the States. So, doing some just, great work, mate. Um, just real quick, money, just
2: real uh, quickly on, on Dave Grohl, mate. I, yeah. I, I remember his work on. Queens of the Stone Age, well, that, that album he did with the Queens of the Stone Age. And then yep. you go, if, and i do everyone a favour, look up, look up their live concerts as much as you can when they were on tour for that album. And Dave Grohl toured with them on the drums. Yep. If, 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 you have never see a more passionate, more into his craft type of work than what Dave was on the drums on that tour. It was unreal. Unreal. Oh,
0: nice. Nice. Um. Touch on a couple of other things from 1993. Yeah. Uh, one of Berkey's absolute loves, Steely Dan, uh, rejoined in '93. Um, they could do
2: with a bit more
0: hair, yeah, <laughs> after uh, breaking up in '90, uh, '81, I think it is, and coming back together in '93. So incredible, nice. Um, and one of Cousins' uh, close relations, mm-hmm. Screech from hit. uh, Saved by the Bell, <laughs> man. Um, <laughs> 93 was a big year for Screech, that's for
2: sure.
0: Yeah. By the bell, huh? Hey? Yes. Hmm. Album, album of the year. Not that one. Janet. But same person. Um, incredible effort. self titled For sure. This was it. Great, great cover, curly hair. Looked an absolute treat. It was a great album, that's for sure. So um, that was it. A-
2: that was that was a yeah that was an amazing album. I I, I wasn't into that genre, but she was fantastic.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and had, had my, some big had some big songs on it too, didn't it? Like
0: took okay, took over from Whitney basically. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah, good call, good call. And one of my one of the uh, classic schmoozer movies, Cuz would have uh, sat on mm, a, maybe, a few yes. couches watching this there one.
2: There you
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, Celine Dion special on that one, Cuz, um, you would have done your finest work. The sleep was in Seattle.
1: Yeah, okay. I'll just go with okay. <laughs> <laughs> I won't argue it. I'll just go okay.
2: Um, bit of trivia. I don't know if Cuz was involved with this either, but in 1993,
1: <laughs> <There we go. laughs>
2: You might remember Waco, the Waco siege. The uh, Waco. I... <laughs> yeah. Were
1: you
2: in? The, were you a part of the cult at that time, Cuz? You're yeah, enough after the Melbourne good. Footy Club.
1: Fair to say I wasn't I wasn't in the cult the No, like joined cult. I joined the Antioch cult in about 86, I think. So that <laughs> was, I wasn't <laughs> able to wake up at that stage. No, I hadn't my cross bearing <laughs> and, and and chanting didn't happen until a bit later on.
2: Right. Yes. Yeah, okay. I see I saw that every day last year. Anyway, all
0: good. Yeah. And we touched on 93 before, but um great album cover. It always I always loved this one as a kid when I saw it. Um, anyway, we move on from the meat. Um, he's become a loaf, that's for sure. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Christian, peace, the poor bastard. Correct, correct. Um, all right, he's I think we're done wh- with wh- heroes, heroes <laughs> and heartbreak. There was just a timely discussion that we had around heroes and heartbreakers. Um, as as we said, has broken a few hearts in his time, but. Now, uh, now a hero, hero to many as the Monty Meanderer, self titled, doing some great work in the community, cuz, which is awesome to see. Oh,
1: Um, yeah, thank you, by the way. I I, I did just touch on the great work I do in the community. I had a a lady on Monty Life want me to ask her how to cut her father's toenails.
0: (laughs) Well, Jesus, if the shoe shoe fits, cuz, the shoe, the the cap, the glove, yeah. Righto, boys. We're going to very, very quickly zip through round whatever we're up to. What are we up to? 19, I think. Uh, 19? 18? Um, 19. Friday night special. Bombers, Bulldogs. Any doubt, Bombers? Bombers by five. Points or goals? Goals or more. We'll
1: make a statement. Very confident. If
0: we're
2: going to... We could potentially seal our spot in the eight with a win yeah. here because we've got the Swans North and West Coast in the following weeks. That gets us to thirteen wins. Before, with two games to go against GWS away and then Collingwood, um, I'm not as confident as Cuz, but I do believe on paper. If we if we if we are serious, I actually think we get over the line by about two and a half goals.
0: Yeah. Right. We're going to go with the spirit of '93 on the show, and hope that the Bombers can get it done. Um, Thanks, mate. Uh, do. Well, I'm going to back you boys, and, and let's let's try and bring home the five goals for Cuz and and not make it too close. Uh, hopefully, they're not junk time goals. But right, eh? We move on. We're all with the Bombers, and we move to Super Saturday. There's a heap of games on Saturday. Richmond versus Hawthorne. 145 special. Uh, Tigers, uh, here they are. Date with a date with destiny. I'm calling it uh, for the Tigers. It's up to them now. It's theirs to lose this one. I think the Hawks are going to roll them, though. There you go. So I'm tipping the upset early. Uh, Hawks by 12 points. What's your thoughts? Cars go first. I'll give the Hawks a chance
1: because the Tigers are coming back from WA. I know they had a win. Yep. But come back from WA. So yep. I give the Hawks a small chance, a couple of
2: goals. Righto, lovey. Hawks by four points. Uh, I, I think. Um, I, I actually think this is the game. Richmond just have been a, an inconsistent lot this year. They, they've had a good little run. Um, how how Dustin Martin doesn't get a week when another tackle on the same weekend oh. gets three weeks is oh. fucking. Funny. Sorry about the language, but it's beyond me. How does yep. that even work? How does that what? even work? Anyway, I mean, we could debate that. We could debate
1: that yeah. for an hour. Um, Dan, Dan Rampey gets two weeks what he did and Dustin doesn't like,
2: it's Well, ridiculous. Dan Rampy got let off. Dan Rampey yeah. got off, so that's okay, as he should. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think the Hawks by four points and pretty much put Richmond season away.
0: All right. Another close one. We're, we're tipping. All right, Carlton, West Coast. Once again, in their hands, in their destiny, Carlton. Uh, if they're the real deal, like they think they are, and no one else seems to, um, but they think they're in in for a shot. I reckon Eagles are due to win one. Remember, um,
2: <laughs> here's the question: oh,
0: Eagles on the ro- Eagles on the road. Um, it's not this
2: one.
0: Yeah, I- you wouldn't think you wouldn't think it's this one, but not being a massive footy tip man, uh, I dare say I'd be back in the pack anyway because I tip the demons probably far too often but um I'm gonna tip the West Coast in a thriller in you know, a by a point <laughs> after <laughs> throwing again yeah oh, that's a big that's a, a, big, goal. To, that's a big, big goal just, just enough to sink it's just enough to sink sink the blues and if you're a betting man which we're not paying fifteen bucks the Eagles just quietly so who knows who knows Gambler Oh,
2: What's your
0: chief
1: cards? I think Carlton will get it done, but just to hear them all turn on Voss again would be amazing if they got beaten that. Yeah. Um Carlton
2: will be in the Carlton will be in
1: the eight by Saturday by the end of Saturday afternoon. So I
2: think Carlton by ten
1: ten plus ten goals plus. Right Carlton will win by one hundred and twenty six points. <laughs> and an easy twenty
2: one goals. Too much to say. I feel like I'm. I feel like I've literally got poo in my mouth when I say that it, because I, I know Carlton, you don't
1: like my. You're not a big fan, are you?
2: But your know, your brain says this is just one that they'll win.
0: Yeah, interesting enough, just looking at the percentage, they got the, probably the second best percentage outside the eight Carlton two. So them to pull another uh, twenty goal win. Um, I'll, I'll, chuck 8%. Yep. I'll chuck yep. another eight percent.
2: Yeah, I'm chuck another eight percent on them.
0: Yep, and that'll be enough to get them to a. Probably six as a percentage. Um, and yeah. then obviously they get up there in a win. So who knows? They could be well and truly um well, they'll, they'll sit just on the eight by the look of it. I hope uh, not. Well, if not though, I think they can get up a bit further a bit higher, to be honest. Um, so time will tell. All right, we uh let's keep rolling with Brisbane and the Cats in a close one. Up at the Gabba, four thirty-five special. Oh, I think Brisbane
1: five goals. And I'm saying that because they've got to make a statement after what happened against your mob, great win by your mob, but they need to really just stop the
0: rod a bit. Oh, look, unlucky. I would say Brisbane, uh, to be perfectly honest, we stole that in the end. Um, Yes, we did play great last quarter, but um, it could have either gone either way. So, That just goes to show momentum is really hard to stop mid-quarter these days. Um, I'm interested in watching the games a little bit closer now to seeing how teams can arrest momentum uh, mid-quarter. Obviously, holding the ball, most importantly, uh, controlling a bit of tempo is a secret, but it didn't seem to happen against Melbourne and Brisbane. They just went absolutely shootout all the time, right? So. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, but I reckon the cats get them by a couple of goals. Uh, and they should up there if the cats are, are going to make a statement where they're sitting at fifth at the moment. Um, and need to keep in touch with that top four if they can. The two games, so
2: before, before I give my tip, uh, Kawaja just out one for 15, Kawaja out for three. He reviewed it, it hit two thirds of the way up middle stump, dickhead. Um,
0: I've,
2: oh, got, Good <laughs> I've, got, I've got Brisbane winning by 62 points.
0: 62? <laughs> statement. Big statement.
1: I, 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 I think they've got to make a big statement. I, I know Geelong need to get in. They want to get to that top four thing. But I think Brisbane need to make a statement. Well,
2: Geelong have, Geelong have been – look back at their, their games. Geelong have beaten up the teams either around or below them. Yep. They haven't yet beaten a big, big team this year and Brisbane's one of them at the Gabba. Brisbane will tell them. 62 points for me. And Dunkley's back Dunkley's back
1: in for Brisbane too. It's a big in.
0: Yeah. All
2: right.
0: Beautiful. Um, let's move along. Dockers.
2: The Shockers. The, the, Shockers.
0: the Shockers. The Shockers and the Swans. Um, over there in WA, can the Swannies get it done and... It's 14th, 15th here, boys. It's um, we're scraping the barrel. Who would have thought? Um, being you know in the, in the final or well, grand final last year, uh, and Fremantle were definitely on their way up, or well, supposedly. So it's a bit of um, bit of reality sets in for these two teams, I think, this week. What's your thoughts, ah. Bobby? Uh,
2: I know Sydney's probably the most disappointing team in the year now, for sure, yeah. but. The Dockers definitely have to be considered that too. Um, you know, they, they jumped up with a bullet last year, and I, I honestly thought they were going to be top four this year. Mm. Um, they should be. They should be absolutely filthy on their season. So yeah. uh, having said that, I I do think that um, they should get over the Swans at home. I think this is one of those games where whoever's a home team would win. So... For me, they
1: get up by three goals.
2: Snooze? yeah. Look, I think the same. Can, can they both
1: mathematically still make it? Supposedly, I think yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, I still absolutely. think. Well, but, I think Dockers, but as you said, Lovey, I think I know the injuries have been a factor for the Swans, but shit, the Dockers, and I know you, and you said it with good facts too. Disappointing year for them. They would have to have a lot of soul searching over the next three to six months coming in the next season as to where the, where the, where the hell to it go wrong?
2: Well, yeah. I don't think they've been coached well enough this year. Is he a bit... You, is he a bit one-dimensional well, at times, do you think? Oh, not even that. Um, I, I, I don't think he gets the team up for a lot of games. And I think that yeah. the, a lot of the negative tactics, particularly earlier in the year, just didn't suit the way they played. I don't know why he went negative. Whether he was concerned he didn't have a very large forward line, I don't know. Um... Why they let Lob go as easily as they did? It's got me bugging. Um, I know Lob's not the greatest of mm-hmm. footballers, but he's he's good from a structural perspective. You have someone to kick to, so they haven't had that. Um, they haven't had that at all, and I think that um, that's been their downfall. Has been the way they've been coached and, the, and their strategies on game days most weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Freo, Freo for me. I don't reckon Swans are a chance to be honest. Yeah. Um but. Who knows? It's a big, big challenge for them. And I don't reckon Sydney – I can't remember the last time Sydney played well over there. It's a long way away for them. Um, They don't seem to get it done. So let's see. But I reckon Freya by 10 goals, they give them a good whacking. But let's see. Uh, Anything can happen in this game, as we know. You only need to be a little bit off. Yep. Um, Port Adelaide versus Collingwood. This will be a cracker Um, if – well, The question is, will it be a cracker? I think it should be. Uh, Everyone thinks it will be. Um, Port Adelaide, 7.40, Saturday night special.
2: Do we know what the weather's doing?
0: Yeah. And is my check back yet? There goes the cat.
2: Yep, Um, cat,
1: mate. Yep, dickhead. Whack. Weather's good. I think
2: port easy. Five goals, Right. Oh, lovely. Why? Why that, Carl?
1: I, th- I think they're a better side. Big margin in the draw. That
0: much better than Collingwood, honestly.
2: Oh. That's a
0: big stage. It's going to be thirteen.
2: It's going to be thirteen and pissing down. Oh, is it?
1: <laughs> well, that'll help the pies then. But I still think I still think Paul will win.
2: Yeah. I think last week's massive loss to Carlton will do them no good. And I think that uh, I mean they've, they've got to be very careful of not having a secondary letdown immediately to that. And the worst possible team they could be facing for that would be Collingwood right now. So um, I, I'm, I'm very careful. And it's interesting. There was some commentary around Ken Hinckley again, why haven't they signed him on? And, and then people some people are saying, well, let's just now wait for the next month. They've just been pumped. Um, maybe that's more. They want to wait till the end of the year. Let's just see how all this pans out. But they're still going to be top three regardless over the next month. So I don't think that's an issue. I, I do think mentally they want to get back on top of this pretty quick. Worst possible team to do it again. So I, 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 for me, I've got Collingwood winning this by about two and a half goals. I just think they're structured perfectly. Uh they're predictable to themselves. They they know exactly what they're going to do if the ball either hits a deck or if it stays in the air. Um, have, have Port Adelaide got the courage to tag Dacos and deliberately take a play off the ground themselves in doing so? I don't think that's in Ken Hinkley's mantra. I think every player's an attacking footballer. So it's going to be interesting to see how Port Adelaide go about it. I think... Um, Collin is just going to be the little bit more disciplined team on the night and we should get up.
0: All right. Here's my assessment. Trailing minute or final minute of the game.
1: <laughs> oh no. You love this, don't you? You love this.
0: Port Adelaide up by a point. Minute to go. Dacos gets a ball. From Who's the boundary he to? From the boundary. Tries to, he makes a Rash call and tries to centre it instead of going for goal on the boundary line, um, and it gets punched through for a point for a draw, for a season-defining draw that could split up, split up their uh, their points on the on the ladder. Um, and you never know; could let could let Port back in and Brisbane back in. So um, there you go. There's there's my quickest. assessment. Cool. Nice game. It's going to be a wet one, um, as we're predicting or, or we think. If it's not a wet one, I think um, Collingwood win by three or four. So let's see. I'm, uh,
2: I, like, I like the right. fact that you think Dacos would be stupid enough to do something so horrific. <laughs>
0: mm. no, I, think it, I think it'll come down to someone finally chasing him and actually putting him or putting a seed of doubt in his mind. Um, and instead of going the banana and it being a unselfish player, tries to centre the ball, but not centred where you should centre it. Twenty out, twenty. He, he goes pretty much to the goal line and gets punched through. So there you go. Uh, that's how it'll finish for me. But let's review that. i will be nothing like it, guaranteed, next week. But we'll uh, we'll see how he we went. We'll remember. All right. We go to Sunday morning or one ten afternoon, early afternoon. Giants, um, so- um, Giants on a massive five, six-game uh, winning streak. I think they are now. So they're flying. Um and sons Lovey, you've uh followed the sons closely for a little while now and stewie jew's been gone and safe then gone and safe um sadly he's had the noose to his head uh neck to probably the last three years i reckon looking behind himself sadly uh, hasn't been allowed to really do his thing in my opinion um and it looks like uh I'm not really sure where he's going to end up, assistant coach, somewhere, maybe, hopefully. Um, well, he's already with the
2: Australian cricket team. team, yeah,
0: the Australian cricket yeah, team I the right? doing yeah, some great, work Fantastic, Davis. probably, Good. uh, probably having a couple of beers there. I'd suggest, um, with he's uh, given
2: that 52 cans of threat from Booney from many, many years
0: ago. <laughs> yeah, um, might be, might be there with Lehman, uh, um,
2: yeah. Gold Coast. I don't know what to make of him, honestly. I think, ah. Uh, I've heard rumours it's 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 actually uh, potentially Kenny Hinkley and Hardwick going to the port. I don't know. There's all sorts of stupid rumours and Chris Scott's another rumour that's going to uh, go up the Gold Coast and Hardwick goes to the Cats and all all sorts of stupid stuff. So I don't know. I think um, regardless, I've, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Gold Coast is just. An absolute shithole for sporting clubs. And I really don't think you should be trying to keep pushing the bar up this hill. It's, you've got to get this. I, I, look, I, I think whoever's coaching the Gold Coast Suns over the next two or three years before Tasmania comes in, get them in there, caretaker type mode. Um, and then I'd set it up with Reebok, Hardwick and Co., Bring the license away from Gold Coast straight down to Tasmania in 2028, and get those guys that have been there and done that and know how to run a football club to actually do it and do it properly at a proper franchise. Um, See, Gold Coast, you're going to give Gold Coast the card, tonight. They should. Because, I mean, yeah. they're still training, but they're still training at a separate facility and they still have <laughs> portables. Like it's a, just a disgrace, and yeah. I. I, I I feel sorry for poor, uh, for any player that's playing at the Suns at the moment. Like it's just, it's just shit house, and and they wonder why players want to leave after a year or two. I know they've got a core group, but King's gone by the end of this year. There's no doubt about that. He's done. He, he's going. He's coming back to Victoria. Um, as for that game, GWS, yeah, they're on a roll, and I think they will win by about sixty five points. they have a chance to make it, GWS? Yes, I think they do.
1: I think I they no, go no, out. No.
0: They the Who goes out, mate. Saints, saints, saints. Yeah, true, true. So are the Saints better off
1: last year? Do you think, boys? Saints are, are. the Saints, saints. Are in a better position now than they were last year?
2: Three watt thing. So even though he's never been there, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was oh, a good no, whack no. from Rats tonight. That was fantastic.
0: Yeah. All he's yeah. come in for is free physio. <laughs> yeah, that'd be right. That'd be right. Probably a new set of chompers. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I reckon, uh, yeah, it's it's done for them. Gita, GWS got too much to play for now. So um, it's their, their time. They need a percentage booster. and yep. This is the one. This is the game for them. So I reckon um, Giants by 10 goals. I don't reckon they're going to be too... Toby Green's going to get them up and they're going to be ruthless on the Gold Coast. Uh, let's see. Yep. If the Gold Coast, if it wasn't sunny on the Gold Coast, he just would never go there. Um, it's it's one right. of those places for footy.
2: People live on the Gold Coast to hang 10, put on the coconut oil and make sure they get their 132 time. That's it.
1: Yeah. Not, not there for sport. Yeah. No. In, in all codes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The 3.20 slot Sunday at the G, Melbourne, Adelaide. I'll, uh, I'll drop my opinion last, but what's your thoughts, Cos? Oh,
1: You need to win, mate. So I think you will win, but I don't think you'll win by that much. Three or four yep. goals, I think. Right. Because I still okay. don't think you've got your structure up board right yet.
2: Lovely. If Adelaide win this, I'm putting Adelaide Crows logo on the back of my foot as a tat.
0: There <laughs> oh, we go. There's a statement. Come on, here, Crows. Hang on a minute. What's
2: this laid out? Dawn. They are. They are putrid for, in Melbourne. For they, they, they are disgusting in Melbourne. They, are, they yeah. are hopeless in Melbourne. So you blokes will win by about 48 points.
0: Can we get a Can we get a text walk ahead instead? No. <laughs> okay, Go on, and leave not, it. I'm not
2: of, hey, hey, I'm not here to uh, permanently desecrate my body. It's yeah. it's just going to be a small little blotch on my body that I'm happy to sacrifice. Try that. The fact is, the fact is, you blokes will win this and win it comfortably. There's just no two ways about it.
1: Go on, and okay. leave.
2: Adelaide literally cannot travel. <laughs> yep.
0: Does give me that late mail. No chance, surely. Gone,
1: Petrarco, and Lego just pulled out, mate. They heard that Lovely was getting a tattoo, so they've just they've had a they've had a yeah.
0: week off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Melbourne good, news for Melbourne, good news for the Melbourne Footy Club. I was at the the Meadows today. The meadows. Um I mean, asked me what, what were you doing? What were you we doing out there? Wednesday? What were you doing, what at we at doing, the doing there? Wednesday afternoon? I was uh, at a Northern Footy League partners uh, gig given that they're Division One sponsors the Meadows, um, and weirdly is- enough, out of all the footballers you could possibly come across, when out of a crowd of about ten people in the entire place, Bailey Fritch was there. <laughs> what the chances, right? Um, Bailey Fritch and Joel Smith, and Bailey Fritch was had the boot off in the runners. Um, was very interested to see him doing calf raises and all sorts of things so who knows about the foot boys um, that's a, a bit of a late mail for the Melbourne supporters that maybe it's not all so bad um, but we'll see we'll see over time now yeah. the question is what what's that going to do to the team in the future when he does come back right now they're playing killer footy for two games without him I um, obviously I think he's still in our best 22 but let's see um, you don't just walk back into a team these days. And interesting enough, the bloke that's probably, he'll probably might push out will be Joel Smith, <laughs> given that he's, he's hanging around with him. So he's probably jumped on his foot a couple of times just to make sure it's not going to get any better. But um, yeah, look, Melbourne, hopefully by 10 goals. that's only a hope for me. That's absolutely no uh, certainty in that for sure. Um, give us a cricket update, lovey. we we'll roll one over.
1: Hang on, mate. Do we need, do we need to call our SPCA? How's the cat going?
0: Yeah. Idiot
2: thing. Um, one for thirty-one. Warner's oh. on fifteen. Warner actually looks pretty solid at the moment, which is good. And England have already made a bowling change. So Wokes has come on. They've got some shocking surnames.
0: Wokes has come on for uh, for Broad. It's great that you've uh, you've jinxed Warner for us, mate. And he's going to be out next over. But anyway, okay. here we go. Um, all right, let's finish this off. Very is anyone Yep, absolutely. There is yeah. the, the bottom, the bottom feeder, uh, St Kilda, four forty versus North Melbourne. North Melbourne, another um, oh, treacherous, I think you'd say, a uh, couple of weeks um, with Clarko. It's what's what's your thoughts on Clarko, boys? Is this year does he just call it off, or what's he do? Um Obviously, he's back around the so- club. It's an interesting conversation of what's about to happen potentially. The,
2: pre- the prevailing theory is apparently he'll be coaching at least two to three before the end of the year, which is fine. But yep. I, my, my view is if you're not quite right, you shouldn't be still at the club. I, I, I think you're the senior coach. Yep. You can't be just floating around and creating further confusion, making rats feel like, well, what the fuck's going on for me? Yep. When, when are you going to do this thing? How can I concentrate? I think you've just got to make a call. If you're if you're good enough, mm. get back on the board and coach. Yep. Do it now. Yep. Um, if not, then can at the end of the year. Let Rats coach his mob out. You're not going to go anywhere beyond 17th, 18th. So mm. he, he's doing the right thing. Rats is actually doing a pretty good job. He's playing kids. He's making sure that they're getting games in under their belt. Yep, they're getting pounded. And I think that... Um, the AFL probably needs to provide assistance via the, via the draft. I think if ever the team has required it, when you've looked at all the other priority picks given out over the years, Northrop deserves at least one as much as anyone. I don't like giving them out just quietly. But yep. when a team hasn't finished outside the bottom four for five years, something's not something has to give. And I think that um, you know, the whole panacea of Clarko coming in, it's going to be a slow build. Clarko said that. Now... I think Cloke should just give himself the rest of the year off. Just chill out. You've got the job for three years. Um, just, just, just make sure he's absolutely certain, good to go by November when the preseason starts up. Yep. Um, because you know, uh, your mental health is not something you can piss fart right around with, as we know. And mm. if he's if he's not quite right, then make sure you are. But don't do it by trying to pressurise yourself getting back into a job that's too soon. If he feels he's right to go and then come back to the club, then your role is you're a senior coach. So be a senior coach.
0: Yep. Yep, my thoughts are he shouldn't be there. You're right, Um, unless he's ready to, within the next two weeks, pick up the board again. But I I don't know. I've I've just got a weird feeling that he's there for another reason. Um, And I've just got a bad inkling that... He's prepared to wrap it up um, and not coach at all. But hopefully that's not the case and we don't lose him to the game because um, we want Clarko there. Um, but who knows? He may have decided it's not for him. But I don't know. We'll see what happens.
2: Oh, I'm not I'm not too worried if we've lost him to the game. He's got to make sure he's right. And, sure. you know, I, I think that if, any, if he just cannot continue on, then so be it. I mean, it's not the first... North Melbourne is just a football club. It'll it'll keep going, right? Yep. It's not going to fall over because Clarko decides to call it a day. I, I, I I'm with you. I think, and I I said I said it. I wouldn't be surprised if Clarko doesn't coach again. About two months ago, when he first did it, yep. because no one no one can comprehend what he's gone through personally with that with that report and all the rest of it that's happened and occurred. And I imagine that's taken a massive toll. And it's not a water tap. Your mentality is not a water tap. It's not an on no off thing. It's, it's a slow burn both ways. You either get better slowly or you, you, you gradually decline. And I just hope he's getting better, but can't be, it can't be at the expense. He can't have his mental health at the expense of thinking he's going to go back and do something at a football club. He yep. just can't be doing that.
0: Yep. Yep, Absolutely. All right boys. Um Kars, did you give us give us a tip there?
1: Oh, I, I think I think the Saints, it's and with no confidence either, just quietly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've got the Saints by 80 points.
0: Yeah. <laughs> i got i got a draw. <laughs> your second one your second one of the round, mate. It's gonna be the hey, round you are.
2: Hey, as, are you sure you're not into like dramatic arts or anything like that? Yeah, like, if you yeah,
0: got a degree totally. in you know, got, yeah. The old, the old heartstoppers, stoppers and thrillers for me, mate. Um, but yeah, has there ever been a game a round with two draws? There's a bit of history for you, cuz. Um, don't know if there ever has been that I know of, um, but the two few draws in one round. Correct. Yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah. I can think. I can't think of. All right, just before we finish up, I'm going to fill out your week musically um, with a gig, a gig, 21st, couple of days' time, Friday night, uh, Lulie Tavern, Carl Kelly, up-and-coming artist, uh, who uh, we hope to get on the show in the next couple of months, uh, star actually at uh, Lully Tavern, um, and then Mark Sinton, who also is going to come on the show in the next couple of weeks. Um, with Dave Rogers and Little Fates at the Le Mans. So you have to make a choice of who you're going to go and see because they're both pretty much on at the same time. Um, boys that were on our show only a few weeks ago, Cold Irons Bound um, and Charles Jenkins. This is a freebie at the Union Hotel in Brunswick. Um, that'll be a cracker Sunday, Saturday afternoon from 5, just before you come home and watch the footy. Um, and then our good friend Laura Davidson is kicking off uh, with the Skyhook Skies, um, and she does a killer job that'll wear the Brunswick Ballroom, so um, Bongo Starkey's Skyhooks, so that'll wear cracker as well. So, there you go, there's how we fill out the, the week of music, boys. Um, we're gonna have a few good music guests coming on. Yep. Um, and uh, no, Milsey Bailey hasn't had a haircut, um, although I couldn't really tell because he had a hat on. Um, but he wasn't exactly trying to hide because he's in a big bright white hat. So he couldn't miss him. Um, and good good question, Berkey. He, we didn't get to ask before, but what is the thing <laughs> that Meatloaf wouldn't do? Uh, I don't think, he, I reckon he would have been asked that a couple of times, but. If anyone would know, Berkey would know. He won't do that, that's for sure. So anyway. I think Berkey
2: shared a room with Meatloaf and he knows exactly what he wouldn't do.
0: <laughs> correct, correct. And just a quick shout out to Berkey, 60th. Who would have thought, eh? 60 for the whole year, Berkey. We're going to bring it on every week. Um, And thank you to every one of the 18 uh, artists that were good enough to come back to me with a happy birthday wish for Berkey. Um, Fantastic. to have so much support from all these guys and girls, um, including Queenie. I think she might have even been the only female that came back to me with a happy birthday for Berkey. So, uh, very bloke centric, Berkey's bands. Um, but here we go. Uh, that was good fun uh, to, to be involved in that. So, congratulations, Berkey. 60 of the best. Um, all right, boys, enjoy your week. We'll have a quick chat hey, well, off air. Well, nothing like a 45 minute podcast for an hour and a half once again. But we yeah. one day, one day, we will get there and make it a quick 45. Uh, there was too much to talk about with the bombers from 93. So exactly right. we don't live in the past, but we enjoy it. So, um, cousins classics will be back. Uh, Lovey loses. It's definitely going to be back, um, and we might talk. Oh fuck yeah! And and we're taking requests for uh, hot topics that we should talk about in the next couple of weeks. But definitely one of the best um, shows that we did have was in relation to the pickle pickled onion, one of our favourites um, that Dave Cos- Cosman mentioned. So we have to go out with a. Uh, a pickled onion special, really, um, which we had at the time. And, Kaz, uh, you know, what happened to you after you had the pickled onions was a concern after seeing this photo. So um,
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> enjoy I, cool, I
0: apologise. Yeah. Enjoy your weekend, boys. Um, and we'll talk <laughs> Thank you. To Catch you later. Ciao for now.
2: ta da